Hi, and thank you for joining this very first episode of Media Mystic. I'm your host, Kristen Harlow. Today, I sit down with fourth-generation starseed medium Joseph Bram to discuss ancestral lines, the coming Christ consciousness, archetypal energy, and the space between. It's an eye-opening conversation, and I really hope you enjoy. Joseph, thank you for sitting down with me again. Absolutely. For the 100 millionth time. <laughs> uh, first time we met, you had joined my uh, meetup group, which is like a medium circle, open medium circle, weekly. And uh, you, uh, it, it just was so apparent to me right away when you were working, you know, which is what I'd call it, honestly, working, you know, when you're, when you're channeling, um, you just have this like openness and this connection to symbolism that um, I think is uh, tough to, you know, get as, as deeply as you do. Uh, and uh just such a flow of communication and you really reach the people that you're uh, sitting with. How much do you think that, or not how much, what, how, how do you think the communication is different between different ancestries, you know, different ancestry lines? How much would you, would you say it, um, the communication form differs as, you know, my experience is coming from a totally different place than anyone else's, right? So what, what, what are your thoughts about that? That's a really great question. Um, I think for myself, this ability, I'll call it ability, has uh, been passed down through generations on my part. Hmm. So it's interesting where Christianity kind of comes into the picture because that did change the dynamic of working I love the way you said working because that's actually what we call it in our culture as well. Oh, wow. So I see, I feel you're super tapped into my ancestry right now as well. Yeah. So Christianity did change the dynamic as far as how rituals, because it's not simply just reading for us. It's also the ritual aspect of it as well. Even as far as how a tarot reader would maybe leave their cards out on a full moon. Mm -hmm. I, my My whole understanding is changing that once you start working with one form of energy consciousness as a whole wants you to start learning more forms of energy that could be your higher self or but you get encouraged somehow to start seeing that everything is energy and that different modalities help you become more adept in working with energy so to say how how would our ancestral traditions impact the way that we work i think first of all archetypal energies are universal so if mm -hmm. i am of if i that's, am of that's interesting because i was going to ask you later you know just because it's another thing i was thinking about whether you think ascended master energy is a blueprint so it kind of sounds like the same thing anyway go ahead super interesting and um if i'm speaking about 
the deity, Lord Ganesh, for example, the remover of obstacles. I think I've seen that deity around in so many different settings that are not mm. Hindu specific, because I think that deity, that archetype reaches out to the people who are on this work, on this path. But I think as far as specific ancestors, I want to give you an example. Um, one time I was doing a reading and I was connecting to an individual who was of Haitian descent. Um, she was a, an older woman and she was coming to a point where she was entering a new phase of her life. So when I tapped into the reading and I, want to, I just want to make sure with spirit that I'm allowed to share these details. Yeah, they say absolutely. So the way I feel is I started tuning into some uh, mature women who were sitting on a porch and they were talking amongst each other. They didn't want me to hear. So <laughs> from a medium perspective, it's, it's interesting. I'm like, I'm connected to individuals who don't want me to hear what they're speaking about. So at first I was like, okay, why am I invited into this reading if I'm not supposed to be privy to what they're speaking about? But when I was relaying that information, I started to understand that that's how they were validating the secrecy of their culture. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about keeping me out. It was just about validating the way the culture works for the sitter. And she completely resonated. So I think another thing is that sometimes when I'm giving a reading, people's family members stay behind for a little while before they leave. Mm. to speak to me personally and, and encourage me to say thank you for what you're doing keep going those are that's almost the cherry on top of reading so I don't think anyone's ancestry is necessarily exclusive as far as one's ancestral tradition or way is going to be barred to anyone who's not from that lineage the ancestors have their own consciousness and they choose who they want to work with. That's my point of view. Mm -hmm. Some people will disagree and there are closed practices and I respect that. But I think as far as at the end of the day, you and I, at least in my opinion, we reach the same conclusion in energy, mm -hmm. the healing work, mm -hmm. the conveying of the message. So the way we do it, it's all the same path up to the same pinnacle you want to see it that way but what i will say is that different cultures definitely have different modalities for connecting with spirit so yeah like i, I my background is one of really no um true con uh, connection with ancestors in the way that so many other cultures uh experience it or people you know whatever you want to say you know and so it's not that we don't think, obviously we think about the people who have passed and, and it's, but there's um, not a lot of emphasis placed on, you know, an ancestor altar or, you know, um, even the kind of the help that, an, that ancestors bring to other people, it's not really asked for with, in my background, not that it's not wanted, it's just not even considered. It's like this person has passed and that they are no more. And you talk to them in your own way. And, um, you know, but there's a real community around ancestry for many, many people. And, uh, so I'm, I just became curious about that because, uh, you know, it's just, it's so varied and yet 
here I am with a very deep connection to spirit as well. So it, it is in the end, it is an energetic. I agree. It is an, an, an we meet in energy and, and that all is the same and it's beautiful. It's poetry, you know, um, we are, we are our ancestors, not only just literally our yeah. biology, but spiritually, we are also our ancestors and the traumas we work through. This is something I have to remind myself often. A lot of the things that I very, I localize to myself as far as flaws or things I'm working on. I, mm -hmm. it's so helpful to remember that we are working through things that we inherit spiritually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And energetically. Absolutely. So I try to transmute a lot of the things that I think I've inherited. And I think that's part of why I have come forward into this experience because I've, as I've stated with, uh, I do make YouTube videos, but like one, I, one of my videos that are highlighted for me and one of my points I like to express to people is that you come into a bloodline that has trauma, but also has gifts. So your soul takes the gifts of that bloodline mm -hmm. to work through the traumas. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that a soul would come into a bloodline where there is not enough resources to, to work through the trauma. That's yeah. No, I, I think my forte is in feeling. And if I was to go to, to astrology, I am a cancer moon. So that is a very feeling placement in astrology. And I was actually interesting. I was thinking about this last night. It's like, we are electromagnetic beings. So we, if, for example, your eyes are closed and I'm standing a distance from you, but I'm looking at you intensely. I, at least myself can feel that if someone's looking at me from a distance, is that, is that an electromagnetic um, interaction or is that a psychic interaction? I think it's both. And I think in time, yep. I think in time, the scientific community is going to merge with those of us who are more on the, I don't think metaphysical is the right term, but on the feeling community. I think I don't so too. Yeah. Even as far as, you know, I was reading an article called Faking Cultural Literacy. It's just like, there's so much information in this day and age that we don't have the time to read <laughs> everything thoroughly. Right. Right. As we used to. It's There's the information just... age, baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think um, one thing for myself is that I, I, I'm kind of putting myself out here. I don't, I don't really read and I don't necessarily look at other, I love to learn from other mediums through conversations or anyone through conversations, but I don't necessarily read books. If I have a question, I go within and I ask for my own answer. Mm -hmm. There are crystals that if I want to know how that crystal is going to affect me and work with me, I ask the crystal directly. If there's a certain archetypal energy, I need to figure out how it works with me. And I would never tell someone else. That's right. Right. So there's a, there's a, there's a place where theory and practicality mm -hmm. bump heads because as we were discussing with tarot, if spirit was to tell me that a five was a seven, I'm taking it as what spirit's telling me, right? So as far yeah. as like how, applying applying knowledge, when, when it comes to applying knowledge, I think theory needs, we, we really 
lacks the theoretical aspects of it for what actually is going to happen. One thing I wanted to just, you raise the point that I think about how different are we really from our ancestors? So for example, you brought up Josephus, who is like kind of known for, you know, sometimes going off or embellishing. And I think even in this day and age, like people, everyone has substance. I believe everyone has substance, but we sell ourselves to a degree to be relevant, to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And this could be part of our human, this could just be part of the human condition to want to be accepted. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so yep. how different are we today from our ancestors back then who may have put a little spin on things just to, you know? Yeah, I, I think we are so very much the same in, in that regard. I mean, you know, that the whole, the fear of being kicked out of the campfire circle was like the biggest fear imaginable because you're you're kicked out you're in the woods you're alone for the first time without a total support system you know you're probably not going to survive by yourself and you have enormous animals on your ass the whole time you know just like a total disaster until you die right what is it that we see as outside the campfire circle what is it that we are so terrified of being ejected into if it's not that I don't oh. think, I do think there is something it's, it's fear of being, um, sh shelterless and fear of being, um, of starving and fear of not being able to protect the people we love. And, you know, so, and that all of course is real, but if we all loosened our grip on that a little bit, maybe we wouldn't have to fear it quite as much because we'd start to understand slowly, slowly, slowly that there is no starvation. There is no um, being kicked out of the campfire circle. If we all stop trying to control one another and stop putting one another under our thumbs and taking land and murdering and, and tricking and deceiving and, you know, making poor in many aspects. And so it, it's it's learning to climb up from that innate, you know, very driven fear of being kicked out and beginning to slowly realize nobody can kick you out of anything. You know? That, that even, this is interesting for, I think, where humanity is right now, just as far as even our, the structure of the brain, we have the substantia nigra, which would be called the rep, I think, I may be wrong, but the reptilian brain is just a very primitive aspect of the brain mm -hmm. that's very much about like survival by any means necessary mm -hmm. and moving into like the ex expanding our consciousness into the other areas of the brain that just say there's enough for everyone. There's more into that altruism and altruism, yeah, it's an old I word. I think what I, I I love how you are courageous enough to go into this because for me, I'm just seeing the layers of how even, you know, they say the black sheep in the family is usually the one that can see through a lot of the BS. <laughs> <laughs> I think even as far as we want to maintain this sort of status quo way about ourselves, so that we're not the outcast, but at the same time, it's the ones in society who often it has been the ones in society who 
went off the beaten path and had the courage to tap into their creativity to like say for example mexico city was is built on a swamp it's one of the oldest probably the oldest city in the world it was built on a swamp that as an engineering feat would have been something that the average person would not even consider possible it's mm-hmm. still in existence to this day i think this is also where our relationship with spirit is so important because spirit is is omnipotent it is it is i think this is where you're co-creating on the expanding edge of all that is when you step out and that foundation is being built underfoot step by step it's not even there yet a lot of i was i'm very inspired by tesla and one of the things nikola tesla was saying is that say for example where is our internal battery if if you're looking at say um taoism or something we would talk about or qigong we would talk about the dantian where we store life force energy or in yoga they would talk about the chakra system these are looking at subtle energies and one thing tesla was saying is like how do you how does the human being pull more energy into their into their being so it's almost like where does it's almost like uh like the chromosomes where is the spirit i wish i could word this better for now but this is this is the essence of what i'm talking about where does the physical empirical investigation of the world merge with the spiritual investigation i know i know we've talked about this before you're like you're looking for that like knife's edge that little point where it balances in between i know I, I remember it and <laughs> it, that is something we just can't know, I guess. I mean, not now, at least it's, uh, <laughs> it's maybe because it's ineffable. It's also, uh, impossible to understand. Something that's coming to me is almost like when we, f- when human beings figure this out, it's, it's like, I feel it in my body, the explosion that comes from the separation of an atom i feel the explosion of it coming together it's like yep it, it's going to happen and i think that we are you think the for- the understanding of it the it, the knowledge of the root the base is that what you mean of all that is is that I what th- you're i feel yeah. it and i think it's going to be a part of how technology evolves yeah that technology be will will be um we will navigate technology through consciousness, not like. Definitely it makes sense to me. I mean, even just watching Stephen Greer's stuff, where he—have uh, you ever seen any of his uh, like disclosure? I, I wish I could watch that stuff, but I just my attention doesn't allow me to. I wish I could. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I not wish I could thing. be more familiar with those with those sort types of things, but I'm sure I've seen it in passing. But yeah. I mean, he, you can look him up online too. I think his organization is called SETI, S-E-T-I, which, but uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's just got an interesting take on the whole existence of ETs and what ETs are, which he believes they're people, you know, and uh, so he calls them not ETs or aliens, but people. Are we uh, ETs to others? Right. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and he, he also is of the belief that what they are doing is 
they have learned to control their consciousness in order to travel. And so they are somehow their technology is connected to their consciousness and they're traveling here and they are, you know, up, you know, regularly present. And he, I don't know, I've never experienced his work or been in his group. So I don't know if it's a fact or not, but supposedly he, you know, creates meditation circles in, in the night, usually in the desert. And, you know, they meditate for a half hour, maybe an hour. And then they, they focus on calling on the energy above and it works. Apparently he has, you know, video of it and a lot of video. I don't know. I don't know, but I will say that it's an interesting um, take on what another civilization would be like, you know, and, and it would be such that we couldn't possibly understand unless we were told, you know, it's just not innate to us yet. I'm being brought to something right now that we've discussed off camera, but you were talking about like the coming of Christ consciousness to the, to the planet. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I see it as like the coming. Well, I guess, I guess I do. You're right. That would be a good way to put it. The coming of Christ consciousness. Yeah. I was thinking the other day that it, it just felt that it felt right that all of us are in a different, um, stage of finding our own Christhood or Buddhahood or however you want to the ascended master energy. You know, I, I would call it Christ consciousness. Others might look at it differently, but it's all the same in the end, right? It's the same thing. And, um, and we're all on, on a different path to that. Like I might have 250 million years before I reach Christ consciousness, Christ consciousness, you might have 5,000, you know what I mean? And so that doesn't really matter though, because time of course, isn't real, right? We know this, uh, we live on it and we have created a whole thing around it, but it's not real. And, and so eventually we will all come to a point where we reach Christ consciousness together at the same time. It's inevitable. If, if everything that ever was mentioned or was is possible because of the idea of eternity, then how is it not possible that eventually we will all reach this level of ascended master, this raised consciousness level coming from love and forgiveness and compassion and not even needing to say those words because they don't, they're not required in that being's life. There is no requirement of that because it's all love, you know? We all eventually, just with math, basic math <laughs> or complicated math, will reach Christ consciousness together. And then maybe who knows what after that, maybe that's the big ascension of the planet that brings us to the people that Stephen Greer, you know, the ETs that Stephen Greer would call people. Maybe that's where it brings us. Maybe it brings us who knows what it brings us. I couldn't say that's my inclination that it's this place of ascension, but could be anything, but it seems like an interesting uh, idea and, and one to pursue in this life in that your ultimate aim is to reach this consciousness. I'll leave out the word Christ so that there's no prejudice, just this consciousness. It's, it's where you're going, expanding, right? We're all expanding. Everything, the universe is expanding. So if it's where you're headed, why not try and make your job a little easier? And in this life, begin to try to 
show love by feeling all feelings, allowing them to exist, breathing with them and never assigning any meaning to them as in blame or story, just allowing them to be with breath. And then eventually getting to the place where you are, are free to um, live without the fear that limits us. And um, you uh, ascend and the, the path to doing that is trying to kind of, well, here's the question, not to change the subject because you didn't get to answer anything, but <laughs> what it, what is evil? Is, is evil, is evil a, a, an entity, a, a being, or is evil the um, reflection of our consciousness, our conscientious, you know, the, the unconscious, <laughs> I can't think of the term right now. What is it? The collective unconscious. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, is that what it is? Um, or is it an entity or is it not real at all? What do you think? Hmm. On that note, just give me one second. I'm going to do something quickly just to make sure that it's interesting that we're bringing this up because, um, I have like, a, I have something in the background. It's a, app and I just heard it go off and I'm like oh my god <laughs> but that's the thing it's experiencing everything in this moment and just I think the very smallest what was the app it's it's a whatsapp web so okay the very this very smallest experience that that moment of my embarrassment I wanted to not feel it I wanted to just be like but where it, the synchronicity of where it fit in I just felt it just brought yeah I wanted I was hoping you were going to say it was like you know calm or something you know an app like that you know oh, <laughs> something that that was, so it would have like real instead it's like you know social media whatever <laughs> but... you know what one of the most profound experiences I've ever had spiritually or just one of the most joyful experiences I've ever had was I was in one of your circles and I decided to, to attend the circle of doors. And you were opening the circle with um, an opening. And you had some music playing in the background, mm -hmm. very calm music. And the birds were chirping. And I was just sitting there. And the way I felt, I said, nothing even matters besides just enjoying this feeling everything every other traje trajectory every other ambition every other call to a certain action it just doesn't matter because i'm here in this observer state just in bliss in absolute bliss mm. and in that moment i think i'm like just one with everything really mm. And you were, you were outside, there were birds. Was it, was it dark or light out? It was twilight and it was warm. Right. Oh, perfect time. Oh, I just, I, what was you your experience what? of bliss? I don't know if there's words for that. Like I, I would try to go through my inner glossary of like Sanskrit, they might call it Advaita raw consciousness love one it's just a feeling it's just a 
it's just existing it's existing yeah. with all that is and as much as i think we could do that in every single moment even in the embarrassment of an alert going off on my computer wondering if that's going to come into the recording it's all it's all one moment it's all one it's like it makes me want to just get back there right now but it's being perfectly still right it's like perfectly still in that moment i feel like yeshua's with me i feel like is in me you know i am and there is no i am there is equal space for i am and and not an i am the space between that's your space that's the space you want answers about the knife's edge the space between the space between consciousness and matter that you're obsession you know you always want to know the answer to that as we all do but you really word it well that like in between space it's the space between wow i'm not sure if other people are like this but often it's it's the way gemini's are described it's like there's this thirst to understand everything to have knowledge of everything and when that just stops for a moment you just and i think that's where you start to receive like if we're talking about it by the law of attraction, it's like opening yourself up to receive has something to do with not pushing, 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 pushing. You're now pulling in your experience. I want to thank you for bringing me to uh, this place again, because it's not something that I would like it to be more familiar in my life, but even in wanting it to be more familiar is the more elusive that butterfly is of just that moment yeah so i'm feeling some appreciation right now for how that comes when you're just letting things be yeah yep letting things be exactly it's like it's almost gotten to the place where it's almost corny to say this which is pretty funny maybe i'm wrong about that but you know I realized the other day that be here and now are all the same word, you know, and it is just incredible when you realize that it's mind blowing. That is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Joseph, this has been an incredible conversation as usual. I love talking to you. Uh, What is your, I think you have, what is your website? I think you just. Yeah. So it's still under, uh, it's, it's getting there, but J just a letter J B R A M creations.com. So there you can find other projects I'm working on as far as folk music. And I love conversations of all types. And also just, uh, my vlog is there. Great matter reflections, as well as my, blog I'm working on margins and indents so check it out excellent thank you I will I I absolutely will I will uh talk to you soon my friend